Tonight we're going to be talking uh, about, for the next couple weeks, a new series entitled Walking in Favor. Walking in the Favor of God. Now, friends, tonight I want to speak to you about what does it mean, uh, many times you hear people say, well, favor. Why did you get blessed? Well, it's God's favor. Why did something good happen? Well, God's favor. I want to speak to you tonight about practically what is God's favor and how do we get it? I want to look at tonight the divine plan of God about his favor for your life. So if you have your Bibles, would you turn me to Genesis chapter 39? I just want to look at four verses tonight. Genesis chapter 39, and I want to look at verses 20 to 23. And tonight we're going to look at the life of Joseph. Joseph was one of 12 sons to Jacob. And I'm just going to refresh you the story, then we're going to read the word tonight. Uh, Joseph was gifted by God, and when he was very young, his 11 brothers sold Joseph, and Joseph was sold into slavery. After he was sold into slavery, he was put in charge of a household, and that's what we're going to look at tonight. Genesis 39, let's look at verses 20 to 23. The Bible says that Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the prisoners were confined. But while Joseph was there in prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in prison, and he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. How many of you would like that? Success in whatever you do. Woo! Man, I would love that. Follically challenged success in whatever I do. Weight challenged success in whatever I do. Money challenged. How many want to hear that? Success in whatever you do. I want to speak tonight about God's favor. Not only did God give Joseph favor here, but later on he became equal to Pharaoh in Egypt. But I want to look at tonight, for the next couple weeks, about what it means to have God's favor so that this verse can become true of you, that whatever Joseph did, God gave him success. Would you just pray with me tonight? Lord, thank you so much for your word. God, I just thank you for every person that's here tonight In the name of Jesus, Lord, help our hearts, help our minds just to receive your word and to live it. And God, we thank you that every promise the Bible has is ours. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to look at real quickly, top of your notes there, what is the favor of God? Now, I'm not going to stick this close to notes, but I want you to hear this. Here is what the favor of God is. The favor of God is a place in life where everything comes together. How many of you have been in the opposite? (laughs) Where everything falls apart. (laughs) Have you ever had one of those days where if it can go wrong, it goes wrong? (laughs) You ever had that before? (laughs) If it's going to break down, it breaks down. (laughs) If you're going to be late, you're late. 
But here's what the favor of God is. The favor of God is a place in life where everything comes together to a point that we get blessed for absolutely no reason that we can spot with the natural eye. Now, did you hear that? That, that, that's what the favor of God is. I want to give you a scripture here that goes along that. I want you to write this on the side. It's Proverbs 16, 3. And if you don't have this memorized, you've got to memorize it. And it says this, commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. Now, did you hear that? Commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. I want you to write another verse next to that. Romans 8, 37. And it says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Friends, tonight I want to talk to you about walking in the favor of God. So let's look at, first of all, how did Joseph get the favor of God? How many of you want the favor of God? Just raise your hand. Success in whatever you put your hands to. Well, let me talk to you about some practical things that Joseph did. And then I want to talk to you about what it is more. Now, how many of you want to get the favor of God? Just raise your hand one more time. Okay, if you'll make a one-time offering to my Harley-Davidson fund. No. Okay, so let me give you some specific ways. First of all, number one, Joseph didn't complain about his life. Let's look what the Bible says in verse number one. I'm in the same chapter. It's Genesis 39, verse one. But I didn't want to read the entirety of the chapter to you. So I've got it here in your notes. The captain of the guard bought him from the Ishmaelites. Number one, Joseph didn't complain. See, Joseph... If anybody had a right to complain, it was him. God blessed Joseph. God gifted Joseph. And what did his 11 brothers do? They sold him out. How many of you have been sold out by a friend before? <laughs> Maybe not into slavery, but you've been sold out. <laughs> anybody ever been knifed in the back by a family member, a co-worker? Joseph was knifed in the back. He was sold into slavery. And look at verse number one. We don't see any hint of him complaining. Let me give you a scripture on that. Philippians 2.15 says, do everything without arguing or complaining. How many think that's a good word for your spouse? (laughs) Do everything without arguing or complaining. And and can I tell you something? If you want the favor of God, you can't complain. Uh Uh-oh, I didn't hear any amens there. If you want the favor of God in your life, you can't be a whiner. You can't be a complainer. I'm preaching better than you're amening tonight. I'm telling you, if you want the favor of God, you can't focus on the negative all the time. We see throughout Joseph's life, we see many things in the Bible, but one thing we do not see, one thing we never see, is that he never complained. Uh, Here's what I want you to think about tonight. When you start complaining... You start forfeiting the favor of God. Show me one time in the New Testament where Jesus complained. Show me one time in the New Testament where the Apostle Paul complained. How many know we're going to have problems in life? You know what I hate when I hear this on TV? Well, we've got to make it fair for everybody. It can't ever be fair for everybody. It can't be. The, the ultimate epitome of things that aren't fair. Now, how many, know that it's, how many know it's a sin to hate people? Except people that can eat whatever they want and stay thin. You can hate those people. <laughs> if there were people you could hate, those would be the people, but we can't even hate them. 
Number two, how did Joseph, okay, so how did Joseph get the favor of God? Number one, he didn't complain. Let's look at number two. Look at what the Bible says in verse number six, Genesis 39, six. It says, so he left in Joseph's care everything he had with Joseph in charge. He did not concern himself with anything, anything except the food that he ate. Just sounds like this guy was on a cruise all the time. The only thing he was worried about was the food. Number two, Joseph had a work level or a work, a work ethic that was so high, his boss did not have to check in on him. Okay, now, here's what I love about the Bible. The Bible's so practical. Do you know one way that you worship God is that your work ethic is so high, your boss doesn't have to check in on you. Wouldn't it be great if presidents of companies called Pastor Newby and said, you know what, we can only hire Crown Point people because they do the best work. Wouldn't it be a blessing? We can only hire Crown Point people Crown Point people, because they're low maintenance. They don't argue, they don't complain, they do the best job. I want you to look at verse number six. The, the Bible says that he, he left Joseph totally in charge. Can I ask you to do this this week? Do you really want the favor of God to become the best worker in your office? Okay, let, let me give you a couple things here. Why don't you start doing more than's expected? Have you, have you ever seen somebody do that? Well, I did my checklist, I'm done. <laughs> do more than is expected. Man, wouldn't it be a blessing? Your boss gives you 10 things to do, and by the time they come back, you've done 12 things. Wouldn't it be great if your boss didn't treat you right and you still treated your boss great? Yeah, you know, maybe wouldn't it be great if there was office politics and you refused to play them? Man, I'm telling you something. We worship God with the way that we work. Now, I know you guys want to hear about how to get God's favor to get a Lexus, and I understand that. But we worship God with the way that we work. That's what Joseph did. Friends, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I, I, I pray that our government would receive. The Bible says you don't work, you don't eat. That's what the Bible says. Not just our government. I want every government to, work, to realize that. Number three. So how did Joseph get God's favor? He didn't complain. His work ethic was unbelievable. Let's look at number three. Look at verse seven and eight in the Bible. It says this. His master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, come to bed with me. But he refused. You know what I love about God's word is that it's not PG. I love that God's word just tells it like it is. This woman is trying to sexually seduce Joseph. Joseph's busy doing his master's work. And for some reason, the wife looks at Joseph and she thinks, oh, <laughs> you know that look. I love it when Kelly gives me that look. Oh, you know you love that look if you're married. The problem was Joseph wasn't married to Potiphar's wife. Oh, <laughs> Here's what Joseph did, number three, and this is how he got God's favor. He did not tolerate sin. I'm telling you, almost every time I have made a horrible mistake, I want you to listen to me. I entertained sin. You know what God says? You know what God wants you to do? is when we encounter sin, 
God does not want you to tolerate it. He wants you to kick it out. He wants you to punch it out. He wants you to shove it out. He wants you to cut it out. Friends, sin will take more than you're willing to give. It will take you further than you want to go. Sin will cost you more than you're willing to pay. Friend, the wages of sin is death. And Joseph did not tolerate sin. Don't tolerate it. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. We deserve what we tolerate. And friends, look at what the Bible says. The Bible says that Potiphar's wife came to Joseph and he says he refused. I I just want to encourage you. When the devil comes to you, refuse what he has to say. You know, I've had this happen to me before. I've had people come to me and have negative things to say about me. And you know what I've said to them right to their face, Shelly? I do not receive that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If somebody speaks something against me, sometimes I'll say it underneath my breath, and Dave, if they get me riled up, if this little bald head gets spinning, I'll say it to their face. I do not receive that in Jesus' name. Let me give you number four. So how did Joseph get the favor of God? First of all, he didn't complain. Secondly, his work ethic was unbelievable. Third, he didn't tolerate sin. And then number four, verse 12. Woof. This gal would not say no. Men, or she would not accept no. Men, have you ever met a gal that would not say no? When Kelly falls in love with something, I know that I can't say no. I just know it's a matter of time. Now, if you think I'm talking sexually, that's not what I'm talking about. I just like, some people think, if, if, if there's something we see in Nebraska Furniture Mart, I just, anybody know that look in your spouse's eye? I just know that look. Well, we're going to buy this sometime. I just don't know when. I don't know how long I can hold it off. You know what I'm saying? We might be at the mall. Oh, man, I saw that look. We're going to get this sometime. And, and she sees that when I have that. Okay, so let me tell you number four here. Verse number 12 says this. So Potiphar's wife, she caught Joseph by his cloak and said, come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and he ran out of the house. Number four, Joseph ran from sticky situations. Now, let me talk to you about the sexual sin and then let me get into other things. We've got to run from sticky situations. If you're married and there's somebody that's wanting to get intimate, run. Well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Do you want to hurt your marriage or do you want to hurt their feelings? Run. Do you want to hurt your kids or do you want to hurt their feelings? Run from sticky situations. If you're single and not married, run from sticky situations. Now, let me go into another vein. If you're out with some people from church fellowshipping and they start bad-mouthing Pastor Newby, punch him in the face. No! <laughs> Hit him with some type of rod with a 
uh, blanket over it so it doesn't leave no marks. You know what I'm saying? You don't want, to, don't want any DNA transfer. You follow what I'm saying? If you hit them, there's a DNA transfer. But if you use an object, there's no way to link that to you without a witness. No, okay. David, take that off the tape tonight. Okay, so when people, you hear people, you're out fellowshipping people in the church, they start talking bad about Pastor Newby. The best way to do it is say, well, let me set up an appointment so you can say that to his face. But if you don't have the boldness to do that, just excuse yourself from the conversation. Somebody's speaking about Pastor Jeff, and that's easy to do. I'm joking. It's easy to talk bad about me. Any pastor, you know what you do? Uh, you run from that situation. Somebody's talking bad about a life group leader or board member. No, I'm not going to be a part of this. You're at work and somebody's trying to get you into some type of illegal activity to make money. Or your tax man is doing your taxes. And there's an illegal way for you to save money. You know what you do? You run from that sticky situation. You're on your computer and there's things you shouldn't be seeing. You know what you do? You run from that. Joseph ran from sticky situations. How many know once you get in something sticky, it's tough to get out? Do you know why Pastor Noob and I put a premium on premarital counseling? Because once you get in a sticky situation, sometimes it's not quite that easy to back out. Now, I didn't say this, Lorena, so don't look down on me. Anybody know who John Ashcroft is? Amen. Former uh, governor and senator and then attorney general of the country. His brother, Bob, is one of my good friends, and he's my insurance man. And I'll never forget what Bob said. I'm just going to quote Bob, so if this offends you, it's Bob Ashcroft. Marriage is grand. Divorce is 100 grand. <laughs> I just never forget him saying that. Joseph, he ran from sticky situations. And friends tonight, listen to me. Run from sticky situations. Okay, so we've looked at how he received God's favor. He did not complain. He did not tolerate sin. He ran from sticky situations, and his work ethic was incredible. But let's look at the second part. What type of favor did Joseph have? Let's look at verse 21. Here, so if you'll do those four things, this is the type of favor you can have. Look at verse 21. Joseph had favor with the men around him. Look at verse 21. And God granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. Do you know what happens? Is when you get God's favor, you can get, start getting God's favor with the men and women that are around you. You know what I've seen with Christian people who serve the Lord and please the Lord? I've seen them get promotions out of nowhere. God's favor. I've seen business opportunities open out of nowhere. God's favor. I've seen ability for them to make deals or, or, or to do things in their lives they never thought they could do or achieve. Favor. And friends, tonight, the Bible I read says in Hebrews 13, 10, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He wants to bless you with his favor. With his favor that, that I want you to know something. If you're here tonight and you say, well, I'll never have that at work. If you've got that attitude, you never will. Oh, Barry, you don't know the situation I'm going through. Listen to me, friends. This Bible does just not work on right situations. 
This word works on every situation. If you don't complain, if your work ethic is high, if you don't tolerate sin, if you run from sticky situations, you will receive God's favor. And you know what? You can receive God's favor even if you don't think you've got a good relationship. How many know sometimes people are mean to you because they're jealous? I'm telling you, that's the truth. And so here's what happened with Joseph. God gave him favor with those around him. Let's look at number two. Let's look at what the Bible says in verse 22. It says, so the warden put Joseph in charge. Number two, Joseph had favor and he was put in authority. Verse 22 says he was put in charge. I love authority. Woo. There is nothing better than when you have authority. Okay, now, I know this isn't a popular subject, so you're just going to have to get over it. Um, I love the Kansas City Royals. No matter how bad they are, doesn't matter how many times they lose 100 games, how many times they finish in last, I love them. And one of my good friends one time, he got these dugout suite tickets. And he said, Barry and Kelly, do you want to come? I'm in. My motto, now remember, I was a youth pastor for eight years. My motto is, if it's free, it's for me. And so they invited Kelly and I. And so we got in the stadium, and then we started going places in Royal Stadium. And listen, I started going to Royal Stadium when I was a little kid. I'd never gone to these places. First of all, we started, you know how you get in there and they got the escalator going up or the roundabout stairs? We got in the stadium, we started going down. There's a security guard there, Tracy. I had the authority that these tickets gave me. So while people couldn't get in a certain entrance, I'm just going through. And then there's an elevator. Nobody's allowed on there, but I got the authority. I'm going down, baby. I come out. There's all these unbelievable suites there. And you're in the dugout. I mean, you're literally right next to the dugout of the Royals. All you can eat, all you can drink, I mean, you can either sit inside and watch the television. You can go out there, right? Literally, when, you, when you're in the dugout, it's, it, it's from me to Dan to the first base coach. Why did we get in there? Authority. Authority. And, and friends, can I tell you something? God wants you, have, God wants you to have authority where you can get through things that normal people can't get through. Now, did you hear me? God wants you to have the authority that you can get through certain situations normal people can't get through. Oh, man, you had a major disappointment. But guess what? You got God's favor. You can just go on through that major disappointment. Oh, man, I lost my job. But guess what? If you're doing what God wants you to do, you got that favor. You can just go right through that. I've seen people lose a job, and God bless them twice as much. Something bad happens in your family. When you've got God's favor, you can go through things a regular person couldn't go through. Let's look at another instance here. So, so what type of favor did Joseph have? He had favor with the men around him. He was put in authority. Look at verse 22. He was made responsible for all that was done there. Number three, Joseph was given power. How many of you want a little more power? Uh, I tell you, have you ever just been around people where they speak and things just happen? You ever seen that? 
I mean, there's just somebody, they just say something, boom, people are just moving. When you get God's favor, God gives you favor with your words. You know, the Bible says the power of life and death is in the tongue. And, 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 and do you know what I begin to do in the morning? I get up out of the bed and I just begin to declare God's favor over my life. I just begin to speak his promises regardless of what I see. I begin to speak his promises regardless of how I feel. I begin to say, today's going to be a great day. I've got God's favor today. I've got God's power today. Ephesians 1.19 says the power that raised Jesus from the dead is the power at work within us. The power that raised Jesus from the dead, that's the power we have. And when you have God's favor, you can have power where you can step into the worst situation. And things can begin to change. I'll never forget one time. I went to go visit Lisa Biddle's mom at the MCI hospital. And uh, I went in there. And I saw a girl that used to come to this church. And I was going there to see Lisa and see her mom. And this girl that used to go to our church. I saw her and went over said hi to her. And her dad was going through brain cancer. His head was shaved. And you could see the incision mark. What do you say to that? What do you say? I mean, I'm going there to visit Lisa's mom and she's okay. Some minor surgery probably got out the next day. But, but you know what happened? I walked in there. And do you ever have it where God just begins to give you the words to speak? I looked at this man and I shared with him the most powerful thing I could share. The word of God. How many know when you got brain cancer, you're ready to receive some good news? And I looked at this man and I said, I can't even remember his name. And I said, I just want you to know the Bible says in Luke 137 that nothing's impossible with God. And I just want you to know that God is for you and he's not against you according to Romans 8.31. And I could just feel God's presence coming into that room. And I got to pray for him. And the reason that situation didn't turn awkward is because in the middle of one of life's worst situations, I had something the doctors didn't have. I had something the surgeons didn't have. Power! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I had something that there is no man or no woman from any college or university could give them power of God. Want to look at God's favor. Let me tell you another part of the favor that Joseph had. Number four, look at verse 23. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph. Now let me give you something for free. Even people that aren't Christians can recognize when somebody has God's favor. Have you noticed that? Even people that don't go to church, they don't know the Bible, they can tell when somebody is touched by God's favor, grace, and power. They just tell something different. Man, I'm telling you, when you just come in with God's life and you're not bad-mouthing people and you're being positive and you're pushing people forward, people see a difference. When you're not negative, when, when you're always encouraging people and, and lifting people up, people see a difference. And this isn't even in the notes. 
but people can spot it. Let's look at verse 23 one more time. Here's what the word says. It says, the warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph. Number four, Joseph was given freedom to thrive. Do you know that's what God wants you to have? I want you to look up here for a second. I want you to write that down. He wants you to thrive. I, I kind of look at it like this. Have you ever seen some people's lawns that they don't water their lawns because it will make their lawns grow? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it looks like an airplane landing strip. And then have you ever seen somebody's lawn where it's, it's like a carpet? Why? That, that lawn's thriving. God wants your life to thrive. You've heard this verse before, but John 10, 10 says, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus comes to give life and to give it more abundantly. I mean, I, mean, I want you to receive that. Jesus wants you to have life more abundantly. Everybody say more. He wants you to have life more abundantly, marriage more abundantly, finances more abundantly, blessings more abundantly, peace more abundantly, joy more abundantly. And I'm preaching way better than you're amening tonight. Woo! Man, I love it when I preach this good. You just must be in awe of it or something. I never, man. I'm not being arrogant. I'm just amazed by your quietness. Number five. Thank you, Tracy. Look at verse 23, and thus the last one as Chris comes to play very softly. What type of favor did Joseph have? Number five, verse 23, and God gave him success. Now, here's the key here. Whew. God gave him success in whatever he did. I want you to underline that word, whatever. That's the plan of God. Let's look at this here. Joseph could excel at whatever he put his hands to. And man, I believe that. I believe that. I see that in Kelly's dad's life. Here's a man that for many of his years and as an attorney, trying to reach after that brass ring, but now he's a man who's saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and everything his two hands touch, gold. And, and, and friends, I just want you to know something, that Joseph was given the favor of God that whatever he set his hands to, it excelled. But keep in mind, before you get the favor, he had an incredible work ethic. He didn't tolerate sin. He ran from sticky situations. There were things he did that enabled him to have the favor of God. You just can't come through those doors, listen to Barry Young preach, and then, oh, I got the favor of God. You just can't join the church, sign the membership, or, or put something in the offering and get the favor of God. No, no, no. No. There's a lifestyle you got to have in order to have the favor lifestyle. There's decisions you've got to make in order to have God's favor. There's places in life that you've got to put yourself to have God's favor. And, and I don't mean this arrogantly because it's only because of God. I just believe that for Barry Young. That whatever my hands are touched, I'm going to have favor. Because I'll tell you something. If you don't start acting that way, the devil's going to put doubt in your mind.
And I want you to, if you only hear this, I want you to hear this tonight. Doubt and do without. That's the truth. You doubt, you will do without. Your marriage will do without. Your thought life will do without. Your vision and dreams for your life will do without. If you doubt, you will do without. But if you believe, you will receive. And that is the truth, no matter whether anybody says amen tonight or night. Tonight or, I'm already, I'm all, it's so, I'm so excited, I can't even speak about it. Let me give you two things to leave with tonight. So what do I want you to leave with tonight? First of all, do I really have the favor of God in my life? I want you to look at your life and see that. Do I have the favor of God? And then number two, Am I willing to pay the price to receive God's favor? And, and can I be honest with you? I've seen people that they're not willing to pay the price. And if, if you're not willing to pay the price to receive God's favor, you can slide by. I've seen people in their marriages, they slide by. I've seen them with their jobs, they slide by. I've seen them in their relationships, they slide by. I've seen them in their finances, they slide by. I've seen them with their quality of life, they slide by. But I just want you to know tonight, God doesn't want you to slide by. He wants you to have life and have it more abundantly. I just want you to know tonight that God wants you to have his favor. I just want you to know tonight that you are the beloved daughter or son of God, and he wants you to have his favor. But you've got to pay the price. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Tonight, I just want you to know something. Wherever you're at in life, God wants you to have his favor. Would you just bow your hearts with me in prayer tonight? Lord, thank you so much for your word. And uh, thank you for your life.